Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go to sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln's, Kia, Hyundai. And great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at uh, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And yes, at sunburymotors.com. Sean Clifford today. And the governor will then step in at, what, 415? That is correct. So that is how today's show will shape up. Alabama, let's see, Oklahoma State has had three players test positive for COVID, all of them asymptomatic. Alabama's now at five. Uh, Again, when you're testing, when you're testing, you are... um, going to find two things some positive tests and exponentially more negative tests it's just the way it's going to be because you have more testing again the asymptomatics they tested positive the three at Oklahoma State were all asymptomatic well let's face it if you're asymptomatic A you don't know it and B you feel fine why why would you go get a test you feel fine So that just means they have to quarantine longer and they get retested. The NBA has voted 29 to 1 for the 22 team playoff. They'll finish the regular season. The 22 will finish the regular season. There are 13 teams in the West that will play and nine in the East to make up the 22. And they will play in Orlando 
the calendar that they put forward will start July 31st. The latest they will end is October 12th. The draft lottery will be August 25th. The draft will be October 15th. Free agency will start October 18th. So to the credit of the NBA, when it came time to announce what they were doing, they announced what they were doing. There's nothing vague here, although I'll say the NHL has been becoming more crystal clear with what they're doing. They're becoming more crystal clear with what they're doing, too. They were a little short on details last week. I think they just wanted to get the announcement out there, which is perfectly fine. And then they're filling it in as they go because they have time to fill it in, and they've been doing it to the NHL's credit. Uh, But the NBA will start July 31st. The latest, in other words, a Game 7 of the Finals would be October 12th. The draft lottery is August 25th. The actual NBA draft will be October 15th. And free agency begins October 18th. Next season's training camps would start November 10th. Opening night, possibly December 1st. I mean, you only need three weeks of camp if you've been playing this entire time. Some members of the Board of Governors whose teams were left out of the Orlando restart disagree with the 22-team format but decided to cast yes votes. Only the Portland Trailblazers voted no. Why, why they did, I don't know. Under the plan, Commissioner Adam Silver and the league's advisory finance committee, 13, as I said, 13 Western Conference teams, 9 in the East, so I had that right, will play eight regular season games, There's a possible play-in tournament for the eighth seed and playoffs at Disney World, at the Walt Disney World Resort. The top 16 teams in the East and West will be joined by teams currently within six games of eighth place in the two conferences. So that would be New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Washington. The play-in tournament will include the number eight and nine teams. If the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of eighth, in that case, the number eight seed enters a double elimination tournament and the ninth seed a single elimination tournament. Teams will begin training in Orlando July 9th through 11th. Safety protocols, which you have to have. Uh, While players and coaches will be allowed to play golf or eat at outdoor restaurants, they also need to maintain social distancing. The NBA is planning to have uniform daily testing for coronavirus within the Disney campus environment. Players are not going to be allowed to shower at the facility. They have to do it at the hotel. If a player tests positive, the league's intent would be to remove that player from the team to quarantine and treat them individually and continue to test other team members as they play on. Employees at the Disney Resort will have to maintain similar protocols. For example, no staff will be allowed into players' rooms. Hallways will be carefully managed to avoid uh, avoid crowding. 
according to Shelburne. And, of course, the NBA suspended their season on March 11th. So that's what they're going to do. And it's a very specific plan as to how they're going to go about it. Meanwhile, this is what the NHL is going to do. They became far more specific today, too. They've agreed that the qualifying round of the 2014 tournament will be a best of five. And that all four playoff rounds will be best of seven. They also determined that the tournament will not be uh, bracketed. They will reseed the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs, after every round. These two uh, details of the NHL's return to play plan, still plenty to hash out before the games can resume. But they say they're on track to have training camps open in July for the NHL. The NHL and the NHLPA must now agree on health and safety protocols for games and determine whether family members will actually be allowed to travel with the players into the bubble. Now, one thing they have not determined yet is where they're going to play. Gary Bettman has projected the NHL will require between 25,000 and 35,000 tests. Each test will cost about $125, thus the price tags in the millions. There will be two hub cities, and the two hub cities, by the way, will be current NHL markets. They've They've narrowed the list to 10. Pittsburgh, by the way, is one. They're one of the 10 that they're looking into. Training camp will be roughly three weeks, but that's something they also say that is negotiable. They want input from the players as to how long they think it's realistic for them to get ready to then resume with the playoffs. Bettman said, quote, I think realistically, if we're in training camp in mid-July, that would be a good thing. And if we can be playing it by the end of the July, end of July that would be great, too. But if we have to slide, then we'll slide. See, this, I'll say this. Bettman, who has had a lot of trouble in negotiations with the players, because they've had three lockouts, this is the best he's, he's ever come off. To his credit, Adam Silver has come off very well in this, in a position of leadership. Batman is doing the same thing. Roger Goodell's been great with, with what he's done. And even though baseball's not playing, you may knock Rob Manfred, but I'm not so sure it's Rob Manfred that's the problem. That, part of the problem is, first of all, the first deal that they put together, Manfred's adhered to that. It's almost as as if the Players Association didn't read a couple of the key clauses. And by the way, who would make the playoffs in the NBA? How about the Brooklyn Nets? And guess who may be able to play? Kevin Durant. People, I mean, let's face it, the Achilles tendon injury is, he's not quite a year yet. It'd be, what, in three more weeks it'll be a year? By the time they get back to playing, 
they do July 31st, let's just say August. Even if he plays August 20th, uh, you know, instead of playing the eight regular season games, plays August 20th, that's 14 months removed. Now, would he have the same jump? No. I've seen this firsthand. We all know it took Kobe Bryant a little while to get back, the late Kobe Bryant. But I saw this firsthand with Tim Frazier. Tim Frazier came back and played a year after the Achilles and gutted it out all season for Penn State. But I would say Tim was anywhere from 70% at the beginning to maybe 85% at the end. Then the next year when he was playing in the G League, he was back to get that old pop was back, that speed, that burst was back. So, I mean, Durant may be able to play, but he might be playing at 75, 80%. Because this is just one of those injuries where it just takes a little bit. Like You're functional with it. When you're coming back from it, my point is you're functional. But you don't have the same... It usually takes a couple years to get that burst back that you had before with it. But let's face it, he would make a big difference more than that's just having him back. So that's where we are with the respective plans. Uh, we all know baseball's not countering, and right now they're staring at the possibility of a 50-game season. Uh, MLS is going to play, and slowly but surely we're getting there. Uh, again, we talk about one step at a time. And these are all important steps to getting back on track. By the way, here in Center County, third consecutive day, no new cases. So that's a slice of good news there, Matt. We're looking for good news wherever we can get it. Absolutely. We had 10 new cases overall in the Valley today. Six in Snyder, two in Northumberland, and um, I think it was two in in, uh, Union. Really? Wow. Well, third straight day here in Center County, no new cases. So that's really good. We're going to hear from Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback, in the next half hour. Governor steps in at 4.15. Uh, he's going to, I don't know how much he's going to touch on coronavirus, but we knew, do know he's going to touch on the situation in Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. Uh, how long he goes, I don't know. I mean, I sent him a note. No. I sent him a note. I'm trying to do a show here. Now, I started out the note with Tom, dot, dot, dot. Was that a bad way to start? (laughs) Eh. It's his name. (laughs) (laughs) You're really, you're eating up a lot of time on my show, man. (laughs) But he has a lot of important things to say, so. He'll be on at 4.15 today. Matt usually gets in a question or two, too. You haven't been able to do that lately, but um, we have in the past, so we'll, we'll keep trying. Yeah. And uh, 
because of the mail-in voting, we don't know yet about uh, about the recall in Ward 4. No, not yet. Just trying to give the people hope. <laughs> no? Just trying. It, they think it, it. They think it could be just in Center County. It could be the beginning of next week when they find out what all the votes are because of the mail-in balloting. Um, very interesting. Hey, Dick and Milton just called. He had a quick question about um, the NHL and NBA, how this all going to work, and college football coming in with trying to play with fans. I don't even know if they're they're probably not going to play with fans, but just how that whole thing is going to college football. College yeah. football. Yeah. College football will play with fans. There are going to be a lot of places. They, there, there will be a lot of places playing college football right out of the gate that will have not a full house, but I think there will be fans in college football stadiums. Maybe not 100,000 in Alabama or Ohio State or Penn State, but I think there are plans out there for fans to be in the stands. Is the concern having too many at once or... Too many events at once? Yeah, too many events at once. Well, it's better than having none in a 30 for 30 on Lance Armstrong. (laughs) I mean, September, October, November is going to be insane. Yeah. it, it, It will be a wild ride, but that's better than what we've been having. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can go online to sunburymotors.com. You can check out the great line of Ford. Lincoln. Kia, Hyundai, and great pre-owned inventory as well, all at sunburymotors.com. You can go through the process right in the comfort of your own living room. Great to have you with us. The governor at 415 today. I will not be interviewing him. I I know that it sounds like he's going to be on the show. He's just taking over the show. Um with his press conference today. I mean, if he wants to come on the show, I'll have him on the show. What the heck? Has he ever done uh, On the Mark? Uh, not to my knowledge. I don't understand that. All right. Well, you know what I tell people? You know, make your own mistakes. All right, so. <laughs> let's say here from Sean Clifford now, Penn State's quarterback who's been in Ohio this entire time, can't wait to get back to State College. The first question in all of this uh, belonged to Tyler Donahue of 247 Sports. 
Hey, Sean, good to hear from you. Really appreciate your time today. Of course. Um, two parts to this question. They both involve the transition to your new offensive coordinator. Um, five months working with Kirk, what is your confidence level in the ability of the offense to take a step forward in 2020? And then across the quarterback room, how have you guys been able to improve despite never actually throwing a pass in front of Kirk in a live practice set? <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that everybody realizes that now. There's been a lot going on. Sorry, my dog is going crazy. Hey, can you please relax? Um, but with everything going on, it's definitely been an interesting dynamic. But overall, I think that um, I think we've done a good job just with the Zoom calls, uh, making sure that everybody's staying accountable. Um, and, you know, Coach Schrock has done a great job of doing that within our room and within the offense. Um, I've learned a lot, uh, to say the least. I mean, I, I've always thought that, you know, going through like three different coaches, it would be a tough transition and everything. And um, overall, I think that it's it's been great um, getting to learn from three different, you know, minds, uh, especially, you know, some of the most elite offense coordinators in the country. Um, and Coach Shraka is definitely uh, somebody that I've, I've looked up to so far and, and really uh, picked his brain, became a better player without even throwing a pass with him. So uh, definitely think that, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Excited to get back on campus and, you know, start working with him one-on-one and, and as, a, as a group so that way we can get this thing rolling. Dude. Next up is Rich Scarcella with the Reading Eagle. Thanks, thanks, Sean, for doing this. Hey, you, you mentioned Kirk. Um, how has that relationship evolved over these two and a half, three months between you and he? What has he done specifically to strengthen that bond and to ease your learning of the new system? Yeah, I think that he switches up the meetings a lot. Uh, we do a lot of different, different types of meetings. We'll have uh, strictly film. We'll have note-taking. We'll have – yesterday we actually played Jeopardy as a group, which was a lot of fun. Um, not like a – it was more uh, – we had different categories and, and uh, you know, you, he was the game host or whatever. I forget what the, the Jeopardy guy's name is. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But he um, – but, yeah, so he, he switches it up a lot. Um, gives us a bunch of different looks. You know, we'll talk through plays. He'll 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 talk for a while. He'll make it really interactive. Um, so I think that it's just the the variety of different things that he does um, keeps us on our toes. Make sure that we're we're really staying on top of the playbook. And um, you know, it's been great. I think that you know everybody's taken a lot from it so far. Doing their best to to make the most of it. And I think that, you know, this time is, has been actually pretty good for our team. Our next question is Audrey Snyder with The Athletic. John, thanks for your time today. Uh, one quick question about the sweatshirt you're wearing. Uh, oh, yeah. When did you get that? Um, and my actual question, what do you think is the next uh, step for this team as somebody who's been around here for a while? Yeah, so um, I have, yeah, I just I actually did not mean to wear this for this meeting, but this is a it's called it's a gunslinger sweatshirt. I actually saw it on I think it was like an Instagram ad or, or something, 
and I was like, that's me. Like I gotta wear, I gotta have that. So, um, that's that's where I got it. Just kind of gives you like the definition or whatever. But I think it's a cool, cool little sweatshirt. Um, and then your your other question you said was what's the next step for this next step yeah um i don't know um i want to get back on on campus and 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 start to kind of i think the next step is just moving forward with getting back on campus getting like it's it's one step at a time right now and the next step is definitely just getting the team on campus getting to work together getting back into the weight room on the practice field um and just kind of seeing where everybody's at because you know i haven't seen everybody for what is it going on about like two months now so i think that that's kind of where we're at right now um i guess as an offense the next step is just like mastering the offense i think that everybody's done a really good job of of grinding out this playbook making sure that everybody's on top of their their installs um but but right now i think that it's it's just getting everybody back together, being able to actually sit in a room, talk about plays, digest film, and and uh, talk about where we want to go this year. So I think that's that's definitely the next step for the team. Next question is Mark Brennan, Lions two four seven. Don, excuse me. Along those lines, uh, with with the playbook and whatnot, what has communication been like between you and the other skilled players in? Rumor has it that you actually broke out a whiteboard a few times. Can you show us the whiteboard? Um, it's actually in my. Uh, no, it's downstairs. Um, but no, yeah, I. Uh, it's it's communication has been constant. Honestly, we uh, we're constantly in communication. We are texting, sending videos. Uh, you know, the the wide receivers will send me videos of their route running, so that way I can start to visualize where they're going to be. Uh, especially because we haven't gotten those spring ball reps, you know, just trying to find the littlest things to, to make ourselves better. Um, and then for me, I, I got a whiteboard um, just because I'm a big uh, like visual, like in my head and then be able to draw it. And if I can draw it and, and really, uh, you know, speak it into existence, then I feel like I know the play pretty well. Um, so that's kind of where the whiteboard for me came. I got a, a whiteboard. I wish I had it in here. Um, but it's just a whiteboard with a with a uh, easel that you could set it on. Um, and yeah, so I've been sending guys different things on that, and just you know, just trying to um, make the most of of every every minute, every day that we have. Um, away from each other because you know every every team is f trying to find that inch um, and right now you know we're working for each inch that we can get uh, away from each other so that way when we get back together we can start you know putting them together make some make some big strides our next question is Greg Pickle Penn Live Sean how you doing today I'm good how about you I'm doing well, thank you. What's the one or two things you've learned about Coach Sharaka during this time that maybe you wouldn't have learned if uh, we didn't all have so much time to kind of sit together and meet and talk during all of this? Um, I've learned a lot about about him in general. Um, you know, he's a he's definitely a very passionate person. He's him and I um, connect on that in a lot of ways. Um, I can every every meeting is very important to him. He I see how hard he works 
um, each time that he steps in or steps in, I guess calls in to us and and uh, whenever I talk to him on the phone, it's there's never a time where I'm not learning, I'm not growing, um, and I think that he re- he really utilizes his time uh, extremely well. So I think that that's one thing that I've learned. I think that I would have learned obviously if we were all in person, but I think just through Zoom and and you know him just trying to teach us in different ways, um, making a, a different variety each time. I think that you know each time has been very valuable, and he's definitely a very passionate guy like myself. So next up is Donnie Collins, Times Tribune. Hey, Sean, we've heard a little bit about the, the two uh, young receivers from Florida, T.J. Jones and, and John Dunmore. What, what have you seen about, from them um, just from your, your dealings with them dur- during this time and, and how have they developed kind of since last year? Yeah, they're extremely hardworking guys, extremely hardworking. I think that, you know, T.J. and J.D. are always sending me videos. If, if, if not, they're probably the most. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to keep in contact with them. Uh, they're always texting me, asking me questions. Um, uh, TJ's actually, he, he, he texted me yesterday um, about the playbook, trying to go over installs. So they're both very hungry. Um, I'm excited to keep working with them. I think that, you know, they have boatloads of talent, but, you know, talent only get, get, gives you so much. Uh, you have to actually, you know, work for it. And I think that they also have that work ethic. So I think that, you know, I'm extremely excited for, although they're young, I think that they're both very capable of having great, great years. Um, I'm just excited to get to work with them in person on the field, really start to hone that uh, chemistry with both of them. Next up is Nubias Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Um, Sean, what has this last week been like for you, just as a leader of the team, interacting with different guys throughout, not only within the offense, but just all over um, the team in general? I think it's been, um, I think it's been, I mean, the whole situation is definitely a very difficult one. Um, you know, this the time that we're in as a country is definitely an interesting one as well. I think long overdue, honestly. Um but from a team perspective, and that's where I kind of wanted to keep, would want to keep it, is what I tell the guys and what I've told them from the start is it's like for me, it's all rooted in love, and I love every single one of my teammates, um, and I would never wish anything upon them that, like what has transpired in the past week. Um, obviously, I think that um, it's good that this is starting to come to light. You know, the situation is obviously terrible, but it is good that as a country we're starting to actually feel this. Uh, it's been exhausting, uh, to be honest with you, but I think that it's good that it's been exhausting because we're finally feeling what it's like to be an African-American in our in our society. And I, and I told the guys um, that I've talked to that I really feel for them and I've never been more proud to be their teammate, especially guys that are speaking out on the issue. Um, and I think that just overall, um, I just hope that we really change as a culture and, a, and as a country. And, you know, I think a lot of, of good can come out of a very terrible, terrible situation. But 
overall, I think that it's all got to be rooted out of love because love conquers all. Next up is John Sauber, Center Daily Times. Hey, Sean, what do you think you have to do next on the field to, to move forward as a player and to take the next step in your development? Yeah, I think that Coach Rock has pointed out a lot of things that I can, you know, keep on getting better at. Um, one thing is is definitely footwork, just because in this offense we have a little bit different footwork, not from, you know, nothing like crazy. It's just this offense, he, you know, Coach Rock is a very detail-oriented guy, similar to Coach Ronnie, but him him in the, in the footwork and, and the different drops – you know, one step, one in a shuffle, three step, five step drops, or I mean, we're even taking five step drops out of gun now. So um, I think that just honing into my footwork, making sure that that's on point. Um, and, and one thing that we talked about is, is with footwork and a good solid platform will come better accuracy, um, which he thinks that I have the, the, a very good capability of having, which and I'm very confident in that too. And I think that, you know, with that, with, better footwork, better platform, being able to drive the ball off the off my last step, off of a hitch step. Uh, I think that that's going to pay dividends throughout the year. I'm just excited to really get to work with Coach Rock in person on that um, instead of just sending him videos and, um, you know, talking through it over a film session. I think that that's kind of where I'm trying to take the next step. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Hey, Sean, uh, just jumping on just a little late. Sorry if you were asked something like this before, but um, during the whole pandemic, how do you think, is there a way as a quarterback, as a player, you think you've been able to somehow take advantage, take advantage of this time to make you better? I think there's numerous ways of, of taking advantage of this time. Um, I think that you know, honing your, your individual skills is one. Um, you know, getting out there, doing footwork drills, throwing the football. I like to I like to talk about how I've had a little bit of a leg up with my brother being in my family, um, you know, committed to the same school. Uh, I think that that's, that's definitely been a, a, a plus for me. Um, so, you know, being able to work with Liam has been great. Um, and, and definitely beneficial for the both of us. I think that, um, you know, you can learn a lot through film study, which I've done. And then just, I think that as a, as a quarterback and as a player in general, you really don't have time to kind of explore different options. But in this, in this pandemic, you know, you got you to gotta take the good with the bad. Um, and I think the good has been that you have more time. And, and, you know, time is so valuable to us as a program. And, you know, with with not as much going on in person, you've been able to find some new things. So I've been just trying to, to grow as a player through a lot of different vehicles. Like, um, for, for example, I've been, I've been working really hard, grinding through chess. Um, one is one thing that I've found a, a lot of fun doing. Um, but I find a lot of connections through football. Um, I've been working with this chess trainer. His name is Seth Mikowski. Um, and he's not a chess trainer. He's like an elite mindset tr trainer. So he really teaches you how to to go through um, your reads and and have the have a good formula to uh, attack each play, um, attack each day, 
and, and kind of just grow as a person. So I think that that's just, just one thing that I've really been um, working on. Um, but overall, I think that there's a lot, like to answer your question, you know, that was obviously a long way of answering it, but I think overall there's a ton of different ways that, you know, athletes can, can get better during this time. Uh, there's really no reason not, not to. And I think that, you know, myself and my teammates have, have made the most of it and are making the most of it as we, as we speak. Our next question is Peter Terpstra, WTAJ. Hey, Sean. Um, has it been frustrating at all this entire time kind of being cooped up? And um, have you been able to throw to anybody during this time? Yeah. I, like I said, I, I think that, you know, at the very beginning, it was put a little bit frustrating, uh, maybe like the first week. But once you get in a, a good routine, um, that's always been my thing. If, if, if I have a good routine, then I, I, I feel pretty good. And, and I have, like I said before, um, I had my, I've had my brother to throw to, um, and he's been working his butt off too, to get ready for his season. And I think that it's benefited both of us, uh, tremendously just to have each other, um, to throw. If, if, if he doesn't want to run routes that day, he'll catch me. Um, so I think that, you know, it's been very beneficial and, I think that we've made the most of it together. That is Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford. Opportunity to hear from him. He is anxious like they all are to get back to campus, and at some point uh, shortly we'll find out exactly what that plan is. Michigan State is going back June 15th, Ohio State the 8th, Iowa the 8th, Illinois back yesterday, all the SEC back June 8th, Oklahoma State back on Monday. They were last Monday, but Oklahoma not until July 1st. So everybody has their different plan. The governor in the next half hour, as we do everything we can to reach new ratings heights here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. When you go there, what are you going to find? Well, you're going to find Fords, Lincolns, Kias, Hyundais. And great pre-owned inventory. You get the entire process going online from the comfort of your own home. SunburyMotors.com. The governor is at 415. Look, just keep the excitement, you know, keep it calm out there. But first, our play-by-play call of the day. A shoot. Second attempt. This is for the tie. Yes. 78-78. Tom Thibodeau telling his team, no timeouts. Iguodala now three of three tonight. For the lead. 
That is Iron Eagle on TNT back in 2012. Andre Iguodala then with the Sixers, leading the Sixers past Derrick Rose and the number one seed Chicago Bulls in the East. Our play-by-play call of the day. So we're uh, seven minutes away from the governor. Yeah. So he's never done on the mark, huh? Uh, has the governor ever been the halftime guest of Shikolemi football? Is that a no? Uh, yes, that's a no. I believe he's going to be talking about the trouble in Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh and how the state's been attempting to counter it. I, we don't know if he'll say anything about coronavirus today. I know he won't say a word about the recall in Ward 4. It's, yeah, I think he's got some gonna... more, to wor- more things to worry about right now. I have a series of things to say, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to. But, um, yeah, so we'll have him on at 4.15. The NBA has decided what they're doing. And not only that, there were they were very specific about it. But it was 29-1 to 1 to return to play. The only no vote was the Portland Trailblazers, although they're in it. Golden State was more than happy to vote for this plan. That means their season's over. Uh, so eight regular season games, then a playoff format. Teams will begin training in Orlando July 9 through 11. The league has dates that go from July 31st to what would be Game 7 of the Finals, October 12th. The draft lottery will be August 25th. The NBA draft will be October 15th. And the 2021 season probably will begin December 1st. Free agency would be October 18th. Training camps the 10th, December 1st, new season. That put them five weeks behind. Four weeks behind, really. In the NHL, they also have their agreement. Opening round of the 2014 tournament's a best of five. Every playoff round after that will be best of seven. They'd like to have camp beginning July 10th, but Gary Bettman says he wants to talk to the players and find out what they're comfortable with in terms of the ability to get back. MLS will be back playing in a couple of weeks. Uh, Major League Baseball... which was supposed to be the leader in all of this, has nothing to say. But it looks like they're going after a 50-game season. 
So that's what they're doing. Michigan State announced that uh, they'll open their facility for voluntary workouts on June 15th. Ohio State goes June 8th. Iowa, June 8th. That's next Monday. Illinois opened yesterday, June 3rd. No word on other teams yet, including Penn State. uh, SEC all June 8th on Monday. Big 12, uh, Oklahoma State has already begun the process, but Oklahoma's not going back till July 1. And Clemson is in the process of getting back as well. So that's where we are. In terms of what, uh, and remember, this is for football and basketball. No other sports allowed on campus yet. So it's for football, men's, and women's basketball. In terms of the voluntary workouts, I feel strongly that based on the circumstances, each school should be allowed to have a minimum of one OTA type of weekend. And idealistically, I think two in July, two three-day weekends. You can make it five hours. Could be two hours one day, an hour and a half another day, an hour and a half another day. No pads. But you should be able to get out there with your coaches, throw the ball around, run through some things, and do what you need to do. I think each school should have that at least... One weekend, idealistically, I think they should have two. It's a special year, special circumstance, but I think it, as I've said once, I've said many times, players need more contact with coaches in the offseason. I think it's it benefits both. It doesn't mean every hour of every day. But they need to have some contact with them. You know, it's always been this odd dance that everybody does during this time of the year, where it's only the strength and conditioning staff. You know, I look damn between Dwight and Alvin and Chuck and James. Uh, uh, you know, they've got terrific people running it. You still need more contact with with your people, and I think, you know, especially with no spring practice for the vast majority of schools this year. I think you need to have a weekend, idealistically, too, to do more work with them. That's just me. That would be something I would throw out on the table and find out whether people think it's realistic or not. No pads. No pads. No need to do any of that. Yeah, you save the pads for training camp. But just something that I was thinking about of what they can do to maybe get everybody back into some sort of groove here. Once you're allowed to be back, you have to be back. Allowed to be back. So the governor is coming up in just a few moments. Uh, we were told 415. I believe we that is the room right there. We will begin in approximately 30 seconds. And I think the governor is about 30 seconds away, based on my inside sources. 
So since the governor is 30 seconds away, now Matt can play the dramatic News Radio 1070 WKOK news intro. All right, great to have you with us back here on the show. Just want to check with Matt. Do we have to take any more breaks before the top, or was that the Nope, we're in the clear. We're in the clear. Yep. The governor, for the most part, addressing uh, state police, police, uh, George Floyd protests, and he did that for the past half hour in Harrisburg. So you're up to date there with at least what he is thinking. It's it's not it's not at a a point where he can issue an executive order. He admits that, but he wanted to get his thoughts out there for people to hear and to understand. All right, uh, Sean Clifford, of course, uh, which on the podcast, by the way, will be the part you actually like uh, since. <laughs> Hey, is the governor going to be on the podcast? Uh, no, that will be separate on WKOK.com. So what we'll do for today is we'll just have the complete show in one podcast thought, today, as as I have done since the pandemic I, I, started when we've got interrupted. I, th- I thought, you know, that, you know, I mean, this, want to bump the streaming numbers up. <laughs> no, this isn't it. That's all the same thing. There's two different entities. Yeah, it's kind of like the suit in the office and the suit over in Ward 4. It's like two different entities. <laughs> two different entities. All right. So I think uh, every across the board, I think everyone senses we're getting closer to getting back to something. Uh, even baseball. Baseball will play. I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't play. I think they may only play 50 games, but they'll play. Uh, now, the question is going to be, what is life like July 4, August 4, September 4? Keep in mind that tomorrow is June 5th. Well, that means that as of tomorrow, we will be exactly three months away from the start of Penn State football season. Exactly three months. And then when we get to the 10th, which is next Wednesday, we'll be exactly five months away from the Penn State basketball opener, which is going to be November 10th. November 10th? I think it's the 10th. I'm trying to think of what that month is. 7, 8, 14. Yeah, the 10th. So Tuesday. Um, that's when the opener will be for Penn State basketball. So we'll be at that point, five months away from that. So that's where we are. So as time has gone, and we tried to point out back in March, we tried to point out in April and in early May what time means. That's why, for example, when the governor of Oregon said, oh, October 1st, no gathering, said, no, you don't make that decision then. Okay, It's not when you make the decision. Listen to all the, you know, we talk about the data and everything that we have now. We have so much more now than we did two months ago. 
And in areas that had this before we did, Italy, there are two epidemiologists that have put out a paper, published it, saying that from what they're seeing, the strains of the virus, this is, again, their opinion, they're the experts, I can only tell you what I read, saying that it is weakening. Now, there was another one that I read last night, and I cannot remember what country this individual is from. It was not the United States. But said that from what they're seeing, any new strain of this is not worse than the one that we've had. Okay. So those are those are three opinions right there. So that's why we find out all of this. And then, then you use now, especially with something new like this. This is new. It's a different strain. Uh, how you know how you look at this is going to be a, a little bit different than you look at H one N one. So you make your decisions around that. Let's face it. I mean, did you think back in? On April 18th, when the blue-white game was supposed to take place, did you think the voluntary workouts would be taking place for college football players in June? And that's my point. You, know, you, you have time to play with, and because you have time to play with, it allows you to make better decisions moving forward. Uh Five Alabama football players, by the way, have tested positive for COVID. But again, they're all asymptomatic. Thus, they didn't know they had it. But in order to get back in and work out, you have to be tested. And because they were tested, they were found to test positive. And thus, they'll have to quarantine. I'm not sure how many days they have to. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if they have to do the full 14 or not. I'll have to see what the SEC protocol is on that. But the Big Ten is at a point where four schools have announced what they're doing. Illinois has already started. Iowa, Ohio State Monday, and then the Monday after the 15th, Michigan State is going to open up their facility for voluntary workouts. I still feel strongly, though, that you, every school needs a minimum of one, to me, idealistically, two, three-day weekends in July without pads where coaches are allowed to get there get out on the field and coach them why not I think by doing that it allows you to have a a better balance in your training camp coming up especially for schools that may not go back until later Yes, ma'am. And Bucknell University has postponed its commencement ceremony. Uh, No. So that, I mean, that's how I look at it. I look at it where I think it would be beneficial football-wise, beneficial for the coaches, get some work in. It doesn't have to be hours and hours. You could do this in such a way where, okay, it's going to be three days, but you get five hours. Two 90-minute days and a two-hour day. Okay. 
but it allows you to get back out there into the flow of things. And it's not just, you know, look, it's, it's not just because Penn State didn't have spring practice. I'd be saying this even if, you know, even if they did. I think, every, I think everybody needs that anyway. And Clemson had started spring practice. And, in fact, they scrimmaged the day before everything was shut down. And that's when Ross got hurt. Ross going to miss the 2020 season. And, in fact, we'll have Bill Bender coming up on the show from Sporting News. The, But having, to, to me, there should be something like this in place anyway for football. I know you have 15 spring practices. But I don't think it would hurt to have an OTA in June and an OTA in in uh, in July. I don't think that would hurt. No pads, no pads. Because I think what you're trying to here's there's several reasons why I I think this this would this is something that if I were sitting in the room I'd throw this out there. Here's one of the reasons. What don't you want to do in August? Okay, You do not want to revert back to two-a-days. You don't want to do that. You don't want to revert back to two-a-days. That needs to be off the grid. It's just better for everybody. That's why I feel if you have an OTA in June, three-day weekend, an OTA in July, three-day weekend, right? it gives you at least a, a head start on what's going on. And, and the, even the, and especially this particular year, like I said, Oklahoma's not coming back till July 1st. But like, take July 10, 11, 12. Then take July 24, 25, 26. Okay. Then the first week of August, training camp gets going. Just enough. Now, in this particular year, that's why I'd like to see. Other years, I think they should have spring practice in March, April. Work May, do a three-day OTA in June and one in July, and they get ready for the season. And again, nothing extensive. I don't care if it's four hours. But at least some field time with coaches on designated days. Everybody needs a break. There's no no getting around it. But I've also felt that on the college level, more contact with coaches is better than less. And I realize there are people that bend the rules. That's a big problem. And because of people who bend the rules, it has caused the NCAA over the years to not approach things with a level of common sense because of rule breakers. You know, I'd like to do this, but if I do this, X over here is going to bend the rule. And I and that is a legitimate concern. So I understand why, but I, I've always felt that more contact with coaching staffs is better than less. I think it gives gives the players more structure to work with. And you know what? To be, to be honest with you, the teams I'm around like being around each other anyway. 
And see, basketball has this leeway. Basketball gets, I don't know, what, four hours a week to do this? See, basketball gets that. Again, the NCAA has more control over basketball because of the tournament. So they have more control over it. But the players and the coaches are together and it, during the month of July and into August. Plus, in the offseason, they get more time to do some individual workouts. College football coaches don't get that. And I've always found the absurdity of that. Just me. I found the absurdity of it. I've always felt student-athletes benefit from more contact with coaches than less. But that's just me. From my from where I stand. I would want believe me, you would want your players around James Franklin and his staff more. You would want your players around Patrick Chambers and his staff more. I mean, just if you know them and understand how they work, you would want more contact, not less. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.